Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Congresswoman Virginia Fox. She chaired the education committee where the three college presidents, beyond uh, tone deaf, but more importantly leading the charge on what Republicans are going to investigate and try to do against big college, finally. But I want to start with this. I saw a Kid Rock put it out today and say, look, uh, you know, I, I don't want to crucify people. We made our point. Bud Light's gotten the point. Wait a minute. Oh, come on. The Kid Rock tour. Dana White says uh, the same thing. It's patriotic to forgive and move on here. We made the point. Well, uh, the uh, head of the uh, Mixed Martial Arts, he's got a $109 million sponsorship deal now for uh, the UFC, has gotten from Bud Light. Oh, it all comes back to money. Tim Pool. I don't know who Tim Pool is. Who's Tim Pool? Do you happen to know? Tim Pool is like a libertarian kind of journalist. He goes to a lot of protests and does okay. like a rogue journalism, live journalism, and he spends a lot of time on the Joe Rogan show. Ah, okay. I haven't heard Joe Rogan say it, but I get it now. Look, I'm not a fan of the boycott. Why in the case, the rare case, here's how I would put it, strategically. Once you've done it, though, once the uh, Bud Light boycott has happened, then if you can name another one, I can't remember in recent memory of any kind of boycott by conservative groups that has worked. By worked, I mean this has really, really hurt Bud Light tremendously. They haven't apologized. It's a rare thing that it works. I, that's one reason I don't like boycott. I, I don't want to be canceling people either, but they deserve They deserved it for this. They felt internally, we're going to put Dylan Mulvaney. What a disgraceful. I mean, Dylan Mulvaney can't help it, you know, as far as state of being and all that. But. For Bud Light to try to exploit this to gain more audience and say, it's cheap beer, it's patriotic beer, you'll suck it up and you won't worry about Dylan Mulvaney, we'll get both audience. That's exactly what happened here. And for that, they deserve to pay a big penalty. But if you let them out of it now, would be my argument, they're just going to backslide. And how about all these others? Did any others get a little tremor? Thinking about what happened to Bud Light, I think some did. Now, how do I measure? I'm just giving you a gut feeling that some people saw this and said, 
Let's back away a little bit. We'll never know because they won't make that public. So, uh, Dan, is it time to start swilling Bud Light? No, no. And, and I'm with you 100% because this all goes back to ESG scores, environmental, social, right. governance scores that corporations are living and dying by with these overwoke kind of advertisements and such, trying to prove virtue through their advertisements. And this is the first time, you're right, that, that it's actually worked that a Bud Light, in trying to appease this, you know, uh, uh, trend to go woke, uh, we pushed back, and it's worked. Their, their sales have been greatly affected, and I really can't think of another Decimated. time. Decimated. Maybe, maybe Disney? I mean, Disney's seen a, a decline. Yes, but not like this. I no. mean, Disney is still... Look, and Bud Light thought it was too big to fail, and even I'd have to say, again, it's cheap, it's widely known, it's connected to Bud, it was seen as vaguely patriotic, how in the world? You can only blow them up a little bit. You know, a little ding here and there. No, they were decimated. There's got to be a fear in corporations that if they continue this woke strategy, right. that there's going to be pushback. And it does. it's not something that's a blip on the radar. It's a continued pushback. You can't just let it go. And it was organic. People didn't have to tell people to go, you know, there weren't big rallies. Don't drink that. Look, Kid Rock is a fraud in this. Kid Rock glommed onto it. He's shooting up Bud Light in the backyard. Remember all that? Oh, man. <laughs> and now he's telling us, I don't want to rub their nose in it. They got the point. You got to let up. You can't choke a guy out forever. So I'm asking you straight up, is it time to go back to Bud Light, let's say, for the holidays? Or Dan and I are in unison on Drinking this. Bud Light around the tree? Yeah. Not that they should be public enemy number one now. You know, just don't buy the beer if that's the way you feel about it. Maybe we move on to something else. Disney, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to overblow it. Disney has been hurt by this. There's no doubt. And maybe they pulled back a hair. But they haven't been devastated. This is the most successful boycott that we've ever seen. All right, 855-839-1210. Uh, that's how you get on board. Now, i got to give Bob Casey Jr.'s people credit. Uh-oh. I don't think he's doing it. He was the first one that started to say and actually put out releases, inflation caused by corporate inflation, all right, is what he talked about. And he had some name, was it corporate inflation, something like that. Now, he's attacking them today. I have his release, shrinkflation. He's saying, how dare these big corporate entities continue these record profits under Joe Biden. Listen to this. Companies are selling products smaller in size and quantity, but charging the same retail price. Family size, double stuff, Oreos went from one pound, four ounces, now one pound, 2.71 ounces. Kleenex tissues went from 65 to 60 sheets. Uh, between 2020 and 2022, corporate profits rose by 75%, five times as fast as inflation. So what Casey's doing is, and he's a little bit ahead of Biden and some of these others. Let me be clear. Any corporation that's not passing these savings on to the consumers there you go. needs to stop the price gouging. And as my friend, Senator Bob Casey from Pennsylvania, calls it greedflation. Greedflation. Thank you, Dan. Boy, what a catch. And now it's shrinkflation. Now, are they doing this? Yes. Do I like it? No. But is it, again, Dan, after the show the other day, I even had one guy who uh, is like to the right of Attila the Hun 
say, uh, well, you know, I think they are doing this. Didn't we prove this over the summer? Dan got the head of a great uh, pizza company at the Shore, Mac and Mac. We got him on. We went through down to the granular level because the Inquirer had a piece saying these people went to the Dovell Inn. Remember that, Dan? And it was like six people, and it was like Uh, a gazillion dollars. Yeah, they all had like five drinks, even the kids. Just kidding. The kids didn't have their drinks. So, um, you know, are these corporate entities gouging? That's what they want you to believe. Guess what Casey says right out of the box in the, in the opening sentence, though? Why are costs so high for consumers when monthly inflation has fallen? How many times do we have to say this? It has not fallen. It's the rate of inflation that's cooled a bit. Yeah. The rate of inflation, meaning the other is baked in. For it to fall, Bob Casey Jr., I guess he was with Dan in fractions class, uh, it would have to go down the actual price, not continue to inch up. How many different ways? And Dan, I don't even believe he's just trying to get away with something. I think that uh, he really believes, well, inflation's going down. This is what you're up with. This is the stupidity. This is what they're hoping people will believe. By the way, They get away with this stuff somewhat because of the media. I wanted to play this so I don't forget, Dan. You actually got some sound of this. Um, Here is the New York Times. We got a little sound on this. Altered what Hunter Biden said yesterday at his press conference. Hunter Biden said that his father was not financially involved in my business, right? Yeah, that's a clip that I have. It's just Hunter Biden saying Okay, yeah, here's what Hunter Biden said. Then I'll tell you what the New York Times said. I am here. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business. Okay. The New York Times said that Hunter Biden said his father was not involved in my business. You know, as soon as he said that financial yesterday, Uh, there there were like big blowing lights behind it. Everybody's saying they moved the goalposts. Before, Joe Biden said he wasn't involved in any way, shape, or form. Now it's he's not financially. And then what does Hunter Biden mean by financial? When he says not financially involved, what does that mean? Does it mean he did not actually interact or put up money? Does it mean he didn't get money? It's not. It, Hunter Biden hurt himself yesterday, even more than before. And one of the things he did, the new uh, technique of this, he gets an out-of-jail-free card because he was an addict. And now, because he's in recovery, we don't want to mess up his recovery, he's saying, even though Republicans do. Now, really, anybody that heartless, somebody who is recovered, we want to send them back into prostitutes and crack. This guy is punk. This, this face of entitlement, he's a combination of a punk and an entitled. It's just incredible that he's gotten this far in life. Yeah, and gotten off with this. All right. Uh, One other quick thing, and then I'll give you the side question, and away we go. We're trying to get uh, Kellyanne Conway on the show. Now, look, Kellyanne Conway, anybody with half a brain knows that she was one of the leading causes of Trump winning in 2016. The polling expertise, getting in Trump's ear about certain things, the states to go to, and she called it that night that he was going to win, well before anybody else did. So Kellyanne Conway 
She's got a real good gut on these things. What has she been working up? Her polling company, et cetera. She's been working up Republican responses to abortion. See, I wasn't the only one saying that they're going to have to do something here. Now, what she's come out with essentially is to say that conservatives ought to be for cheaper, more readily available contraception. And I agree with her. In other words, stay away from saying what you're against and talk about what you're for in a manner that is going to help prevent more abortions so that we don't continue down this path. A lot of study, a lot of facts. Politico's got eight printed pages on it. I'm so glad she's centering in on this. Now, will these Republicans listen to her? Because all it takes is one screwball to say, well, all due respect, Dan, I'm not going to say to God because I like him, but just close your legs. How much of that did we see in the 2023 election in New Jersey? Remember that? Poison the whole state. Mm-hmm. You go around saying that, they're going to pounce on it. They have no scruples. They have no equity. Well, I said that one. Yeah, they're going to say everybody said it. Shut your legs, honey. You know, that kind of stuff. So Kellyanne Conway involved in this. Bad sign. Yesterday, the Supreme Court announced that the abortion drug that's available through mail, they're going to take up that case. Is it legal? Should it be constitutional to do that across states? And Dan, the decision is going to come down in June. Oh, man. If the Supreme Court says no to this, and I see some legal reasons why with this, where they might say this isn't constitutional, you shouldn't be able to do this, FDA involvement and everything else. Oh, man. If that's the case, you can imagine in June. Here we go. Taylor Swift writes a new song here using the name of the drug in the song. She'll be over at Travis Kelsey by then. She'll move on to this. By the way, we, we've been looking at the uh, these women rock stars, Dan, seem to have a repertoire of a lot of different guys that get fodder for a lot of songs that are yeah. break-up attack songs. Yeah, don't don't spoil our Money Melody, but yeah, definitely so gonna, fits yeah, in that yeah, realm. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, exactly. uh, we'll say yeah. that when we get to the Money Melody, we might uh, uh, talk. I'm not going to tread on that. Yes. All right, <laughs> let me give you the side question. Uh, the great novel, Joseph Heller, great writer, Catch-22 dropped in the last day or two. So what we want is the all-time either protest itself, I think Saturday it is, is the 250th anniversary of the Boston Tea Party. It's got to be one of the all-time effective protests. And it's the anniversary of Joseph Heller's death. Uh, he yeah, passed away death. December 12th, 1999. Okay. okay, so Heller's death and Boston Tea Party. Hit us with the all-time protest. Like, I'll take one off the board on that. Tiananmen Square. When that guy stood in front of the tank, now he's never been seen again. That was a magical moment, Dan. Yeah, I don't know if you were following things the way you're alive then. Let's see, Carrie. No, you were not. Uh, well, you should have been. <laughs> so are we doing just protests in general no, or no, protest no, media? Or pro- well, anything related to protest, of okay. course. Gotcha, protest gotcha. songs, protest of some sort, or a major protest that was effective or you liked the protest of some Tiananmen Square is just uh, an all-timer. And I would say I'm going to take off people protesting mandatory vaccination. 
You know, it wasn't like a, a rally or something like that, but it was a definitive protest during COVID that still continued. What's yours? Yeah, I'm going to take off a couple of them, Dom. Uh, okay. First off, I'll take off a uh, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. I keep talking about uh, it. Yep. A, a great film from 2023 that protests uh, the, the departure from Afghanistan. Uh, right. You know, leaving a lot of uh, interpreters behind and tells the story of a soldier who gets very attached to his interpreter after the interpreter saves his life, and then he goes back to retrieve him because of the immigration laws. So it protests the immigration laws as well. Uh, behind us, you hear Ohio, one of the greatest uh, protest songs of all time. So we'd love mm-hmm. to hear some songs. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young there. Uh, a bunch of documentaries. Uh, I'll take, uh, how about Fahrenheit 9-11 off the board? Uh, one of Michael Moore's many protest documentaries. Oh, yeah. Absolutely terrible. Uh, but uh, along with his other ones, uh, uh, very influential for the world of documentaries and what became out of them. He, he was correct on the Patriot Act, I think, though, by and large. It went too far. He had yep. an ice cream truck ringing the bell driving around Congress reading the Patriot Act. Would you say 9-11 is his most conservative-ish? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah even yeah. though he's very critical of Bush and all. Yeah, all his other, other than very when far he left, did a documentary right? about it's better to go and get medical care in Cuba. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's where you want to go. Yeah. So yeah. anything related to protests today? We did fire at one point. Anything related to fire? So anything related to protests today? Protests, protest songs, anything you can think of related to it in any way? That is the side question. All right. Bigger question. Is it time? I'm looking for somebody that says yes. The point has been made. Why continue to bludgeon Bud Light? I made the point. These other companies have to remember. We don't, you know, you can't win every company. You can't boycott everything. And I want to cancel people for one mistake. But this wasn't a mistake. This was an affront. And they've never apologized for it. They sort of haltingly said something, and then they got bludgeoned on the other side. So they haven't apologized. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in, everyone. Protest. Protest songs or a protest or somebody protesting something. That's the uh, side question today. Uh, great uh, piece, even though very flawed, at the Hill today. 
saying, you know who can save Democrats, who will save Democrats in the end? Each passing week brings more and more Democrats bemoaning that Joe Biden will be the nominee. There's only one person in America that can save Democrats. Who do you think it is, Dan? Michelle Obama? Oh, no, that could be another one, I guess. Yeah, no, it's Dr. Jill Biden. Dr. Jill Biden has to say, Joe, you've served the country. We got to stop Trump quietly, insistently with Joe. He'll listen, drop out, and then we can have it out between Kamala Harris and Gavin Newsom. Oh, my God. I'm a doctor. That's right. Guess what? Doctor? 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 She's the one that wants to... You think Dr. Jill Biden is going to... Uh, give up being the first lady and the doctor stuff and everything else there at the White House. No way. She is enabling this big time. How in the world do they think this woman is just along for the ride? It kills me. The The guy writing there says, well, she's not Hillary Clinton. She's not like that. No, it, it is different. She's not as smart. She's not as quite as. Uh, Ouch. Uh, it's, uh, well, I, I think Hillary Clinton is in her own way. Yeah, I've always really? said that. I've interviewed yeah. her three times. Oh, yeah. You, you interview say, her. Holding, holding her as the gold center of smartness. Uh, you know, you can mock. Uh, when, I, when I look at the adversary, I, I don't take away what I'm up against here. The weirdest thing about me is that I don't sweat. She just, the personality, the grading, the Lady Macbeth stuff, all true. And way too much of it. She can't fake authenticity. But as far as smart, no, Dr. Jill Biden is not playing I with a phone. I am fall. a real person. With- no. Yeah, I, I don't play into <laughs> stereotypes because they're not useful to uh, defeat them. Dr. Jill Biden doesn't want to go anywhere. She wants to stay right there in the White House. So, no, that's not going to happen. And I don't think Jill Biden would uh, listen anyhow. And to Dan's point with Michelle Obama, she's the only I don't see how Gavin Newsom jumps over Kamala Harris. Then they're in a worse situation. OK, uh, 855-839-1210. Congresswoman uh, Virginia Fox is with us next. Republicans are really now have the fodder to go after big college. Listen to this today. New York Post. Just brilliant. They uh, show that Harvard is about $51 billion in the endowment. You may know that, right? But where do they get all that money from? Well, 65% of their research money every year comes from the federal government. Uh, They don't pay anything in taxes. Capital gains on share sales. The top rate is 37%. Harvard pays nothing. Interest on bonds. Tax time, 37%. Harvard, nothing. Capital gains on bond sales, 37%. Harvard, nothing. Long-term capital gains, 15% is the top rate. Harvard, nothing. All income, the top rate is 37%. Harvard pays 1.4% at tax time, Dan. It's stunning. Now, people know that uh, MIT, Harvard, and Penn... Their combined endowment is about $95 billion, and they're only paying about 1.4% on income. How? They're a nonprofit. That's, that's how they're engaged in this. Also, on the plagiarism thing, uh, this is from the Washington Examiner. In the 2020-2021 school year, Harvard recorded 138 cases of academic integrity issues. 
including 47 incidents of plagiarism. The university forced 27 students to withdraw or be expelled that year. And yet, they can't seem to find anything wrong with this Presidente. So what I think Republicans are gearing up to take on, and you're going to hear from the woman who chaired that hearing with the three uh, college presidents, Virginia Fox, at 1230 today. They're taking on DEI. They're taking on discrimination on college campuses. Now, while they're at it, uh, they might want to take a look at the mayor of Boston, who's Asian-American, had a Christmas party, got caught. The only people invited were people holding elective office in Boston, surrounding areas, and I guess federally, who were non-white. And that's what the invitation says. Her spin right away, these are affinity groups. Got to be with your own kind. Can you imagine if Jim Kenney, I don't know what Jim Kenney's own kind is, to be honest. Miserables. We're only having those people there for the big Christmas party. Boxes right? of wine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just Jim and 30 boxes of wine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's going to be the Christmas Christmas party. party, Yes. Uh, You can imagine if he did something like that or if a conservative did it. Non-white Christmas party. Here's the kicker. The woman who is the mayor of Boston, Dan, is married to a white man. (laughs) (laughs) He's not allowed. Yeah, he's not allowed. Kick him out of the house. And they call it, a fancy name, affinity groups, people that you have affinity with, meaning segregation at Christmas time. And she did it even after the invitation was caught. I give her credit for that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go forward and do it. What are you going to do about it? All right. So some of these figures from Harvard are, I just gave you the tip of the, they're mind boggling. 1.4% tax on the um, income over the course of a year. And the income is staggering. And a good bit of it, uh, let's see, state governments give them $349 million, federal government $676 million, uh, direct gifts $485 million, other four, uh, $792 million, virtually tax-free investments, uh, let's see, $2,461 million, tuition, uh, about $1.331 billion. I mean, it's staggering, and they're paying 1.4% in taxation. So why has this gone on? Oh, you know, because it has over the years. Now Republicans see an opportunity to go after this. That's exactly what we want to see. All right, before I take a quick call right here, Dan, uh, how are we doing? How much time left in round two? of our search for the most favorite Dom Giordano caller. Uh, let me get uh, this going. I, I feel like I need to make a plea here. Hold yes. On. Yes, I think you do. Would you please be kind and go vote at Dom Show 1210? It's the 2023 Dom Show Call of the Year contest, and currently Sky and Mount Laurel is taking on Joe and Exton, and the favorite of the competition, Joe and Exton, I, I don't know if it was yesterday's call or what, Sitting at 46.8%, Dom. Uh, yeah, he's a little bit behind. Scott, Scott. and Mount Laurel with the upset. Yeah. So, so I ask you to reach deep into your hearts. Go to Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it, at DomShow1210, and submit your vote, and maybe maybe help get Joe over that hump. All right. So, Scott and Joe, this could be a shocking upset. Of course, we have um, Fishopine beating... Um, yep. That was settled. That was settled. Yep, and Robert Leslie beat Gary. 
Yeah, and uh, Robert lost to Bruce of Northeast Philly. Yeah. So later on today, what you usually do it at 2 o'clock, you're going to unveil another one. Yeah, 2 o'clock today, we're going to have our next one, our next matchup. It's going to be between Earl and Drew in Upper Darby. All right, that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. An upset already. Let's go to Robert of Ben Salem on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Robert, afternoon. Hey, Dom, Dan, how are you guys doing today? Good. Good. Um, real, real quick, Don. The the problem with Curry going to Pat Stakes wasn't that he ordered a cheesesteak hoagie. When the guy said with or without, Curry didn't know what he was talking about, and he looked at the guy next to him, and the guy says, "What kind of cheese do you want?" And he goes, "Oh, oh. I'll take Swiss cheese." And oh. when he said Swiss cheese, I would have loved to have been behind him, looking at the face of the guy that was serving him. Well, I um, think it was the mincing eating too. You know what I mean? He was a mincer. That was not good either. That was the visual. And something to talk about later, the casting of Hannibal and Tunisia having a problem with it because they casted Denzel yes. to play Hannibal. Yep. I thought that was interesting, and I thought you would have a take on that. But at any rate, my answer to the side question, and I'm wrestling with it because I had a specific answer, but I'm going to go with the general answer. Fire. Yesterday's question is in today's. People burning their draft cards, people burning others in effigy, people burning flags, and my personal favorite, women burning their bras during yes. the Women's Live movie. Yes, let's guys, have more of that. You guys, <laughs> you guys have a great day, okay? Oh, damn, that might be a winner right out of the box. The burning of the bra. That's yeah. a pretty good protest. Yeah, you can't top one. that. Yes. Yeah, some, some great answers on Twitter, too. We're really rolling. Uh, okay. It's going great. All right, it's a good question, then. 855-839-1210. Congresswoman Virginia Fox is next. Here's what she said, Dan, to reporters bothering uh, Mike Johnson, the new speaker, once he was announced as speaker. They were just trying to do anything to disrupt it. Here's what she said. Mr. Johnson, you helped lead the efforts to overturn the 2020 election results. Shut up. Shut up. Next question. Yeah, that's the uh, shut up. Shut up. You tried to overturn the 2020 election. Yeah. I don't know if she's a chain smoker or not. I don't know if I'll ask that because uh, Virginia Fox is in the center ring next on Talk Radio 1210. Dom time, big issues, big guests. We spoke once before. I remember Dan was out. It must have been around Thanksgiving. Could it have been? It was some holiday with uh, Congresswoman Virginia Fox. And uh, it was quite eye-opening about these Confucius schools, about Chinese influence in schools. She heads up the Education Committee. She was chairing. The three presidents, as they uh, were being quizzed, uh, seems like years ago, just a a little while ago, joins us here with some updates on what's going to happen next. Congresswoman, welcome and uh, great job at uh, hearing that uh, that contentious hearing in shepherding it through. What was running through your mind when you heard those uh, genocide has to be put in context? Uh, Unbelievable. I couldn't. I could not believe that they were saying those things. Um, I um, had met with them briefly the day before. They had asked to meet with me, and they actually asked me what was my vision for what would come out of the uh, hearing. And I said, well, I want you guys to get a spine. That's exactly what I said to them. And I want you to have moral clarity about what's happening. And I was stunned that they paid no attention to what I said, they each had um, a person with them, a handler with them. I don't know uh, who the – well, I think one was a provost. I'm not sure. 
But I was a little stunned. I don't think they expected us to ask those kinds of questions. No, and it wasn't entrapment. They were straightforward. It should have been a layup. Now, you probably know this, but for listeners, I've read in a couple places that the Harvard president and Penn both were coached by the same consulting firm with different teams, and they were lawyered up. They were told to approach it like it's a trial rather than speaking, as you said. You know, and they could have parsed it and said, I'll ask you how you would have felt. Look, I understand what you're saying. Genocide is against our rules, but it's hard to ferret out who's saying it and what they're doing. Suppose they had said something like that. What would you have said? Well, we I, I, see, um, Elise was asking that question. Mm-hmm. I, I talked to them about other things, but I, I, I think Elise would have said, okay, well, let's be a little clearer about that. You know, let's be clear. And they just would not be clear. They just would not. And and they couldn't take a moral position. They were wrong to be lawyered up. They were absolutely wrong to be lawyered up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's one thing to be careful. You're in a very, very tough, you know, be very focused. But your humanity right. would say, well, clearly exactly. uh, the college's position is against uh, genocide. I mean, Sure. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely should have been that. There's no equivocation. There should be no equivocation on that. Well, I'm so glad we had that one interview with you that you're in charge now of taking a a broader look at what's going on in colleges. I know some of it will be the anti-Semitism. Give us an idea of what's going to happen next, what your vision is. Well, we, we have somebody coming on board on Monday who has great experience in oversight, and we are going to send out detailed letters requesting a host of documents related to the institution's policies and procedures, and that will help inform the next steps of the investigation. So our investigation is the most effective method that we have to hold colleges accountable. Um, it's, uh, we likely will get information that will be passed along to the Office for Civil Rights at the Department of Education because we want strong enforcement actions to occur. So we'll see how that goes, but we're moving in the right direction, I believe. Oh, without a doubt. Um, One of the big – I'm a former educator. I didn't know if I told you that the last time we spoke, and it's been a while. Former teacher. And got into this by a lot of stuff. So I'm very sensitive to to big college, Congresswoman, and the cost of college, particularly when um, the New York Post has a report today about the amount of federal money going to Harvard. And they're only paying 1.4% taxation, $51 billion endowment. And yet the cost of these colleges is ferocious. Yes, it is. It is. And we are looking at that. That's been one of the things we've been talking about a great deal, Dom. Uh, You know, I'm a former teacher, too. I worked my way through college, never incurred any debt. Um, And my husband did the same thing. Took me seven years to do that because even then, for a person who was as poor as I was at the time, it could take you a long time if you had to work and pay your own way. And it's very hard on students now to do that. But um, 
I again, I taught at the university. I taught for 15 years. I was a community college president. So I have always been sensitive about the cost of colleges and universities. But the more taxpayer money goes to the schools, the more that goes to the students, the higher goes the tuition and fees. And that's part of the problem is that the colleges and universities expect the taxpayer to subsidize them. And we want for the, especially the large, there are 51 colleges now that are having to pay taxes on their endowments because they're so large. And the endowments are there to help the students who can't pay their way. And we are going to be looking at all of those things as we move forward with reforms. Uh, as a former educator, and this this has um, political implications or what happened, all that COVID money, I taught at the high school level and community college, and I look at learning loss And we all know it's there, and a day of reckoning on that would be good. But more importantly, we know what the antidote is, and I don't think these schools are doing it, and that is high-dosage tutoring. It's called one-on-one group. That's what I thought a lot of the COVID money was for. Uh, The money was unbelievable, not to do whatever they wanted, but to bring the students back up to grade level as much as possible. That's right. And the schools did not use it for that. Many of them built ball fields. They paid extra money to their faculty. Uh, They did a lot of things but focus on the students. And that's unconscionable. We know there are going to be students graduating from college this year who were in in high school during COVID. They're going to be going to the colleges and universities woefully unprepared. And unfortunately, the colleges and universities are going to enroll these underprepared students, but not give them the help they need. And we already know that 70, I think it's 70 or 80 percent of the grades at Harvard and many of the larger schools are A's. We know that's not right. There should, listen, I taught for 15 years and I had a bell-shaped curve every semester. It bothered me because I told my students they could make A's by doing extra credit. But what, we don't have bell-shaped curves anymore in terms of grades. Everybody's an A student. That's ridiculous. Boy, I think uh, you'd be a tough taskmaster, a uh, tough love as a teacher. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I was tough. Yeah. I was very tough. <laughs> and and uh, I still am very tough. You know, Dom, you know I'm half Italian. My maiden oh, name I didn't is know that. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. that so, explains so a lot of it. Yes. That, yeah, that's what uh, that's what uh, um, the the mayor in New York said to me one day when I told him I was born in New York and I had been outspoken. He said that explains you. That explains. You. <laughs> so you know, I came from and, and my and my Scotch Irish mother, very tough. I grew up in a family with high values, high morals, expecting a lot. We didn't have a lot, but. Much was expected. And now, and we know that from our Bible, to whom much is given, much is expected. And we expect a lot from these schools. They should be doing a lot for our culture. Congresswoman, my producer tells me, too, you're the first to graduate from high school in your family, and you worked as a janitor? I did. In high school, I worked. My junior and senior years in high school, I was the high school janitor. I swept the school out every day, 
so that the maintenance man who had to drive a bus wouldn't have to drive and come back and sweep out the school. And I had a student teacher my senior year in high school who encouraged me to go to college, and that's why I went to college. I went to a junior college, commuted, um, dropped out, went and lived in New York and slept on the couch in my grandparents' And aunt and uncle, there are four of them living in an 800-square-foot apartment, and I slept on the couch and worked down near Wall Street for six months as a clerk typist and then went back to North Carolina, worked, took 21 hours a quarter or a semester so that I could, you know, make up. So, listen, I can't – I'm not listening to any sob stories from students about college. I'm not listening to them. And happy 60th anniversary, too, of marriage, if that's a, a correct. 60th anniversary. Oh, yep, boy. That's exactly right. Yep. Wait, wait, you must and, have met him when you were 15 then or 14 or something. Oh, no, no. No. <laughs> no. 20. How about, how 20. about 19 oh. and 20? <laughs> <laughs> well, Congresswoman, thank you so much for coming on again. We'll be monitoring this. And anytime you have an issue and you want to chat about it, we love it. It was, uh, it was one of those moments that just popped and and i think it's opening up what's going on with these colleges and no better person to be going down the rabbit hole than you well we've been talking about the rot that's in the universities for a long time and we're we're very glad this episode popped because it's given it's put a lot of attention now on the schools that and covid together so we're pleased and i'm pleased that god's given me the opportunity to do this Absolutely. Congresswoman, thank you so much. If you're ever in the Philadelphia area, I'd love to see you in studio. I'd love to do it sometime, Don. Thank Thank you. you. All right, Uh, Dan, thanks for some of those factoids from behind whispering in my ear. Turn to your right. The camera angle's better. (laughs) What a character, Dan. (laughs) Put a question mark on a teleprompter. Yes. uh, 855-839. All right. So I wanted you to hear that. Do you hear going forward now? This is opened up, and the other side calls that pouncing. I call it a day of reckoning. Every one of these things that I wrote down that I thought, gee, are they going to be looking at that? Apparently they are, including the cost. Why does it cost so much? It doesn't have to. All right, phone lines. Tip of the hat to Henry, too, not just Dan here. Yeah, thank you, Getting the initial breakthrough. That was over Thanksgiving, I think, Dan, was it? Uh, yeah, or sometime. Or some Borowski holiday. It was either when I went to Charleston for a yes. uh, oh, oh, graduation. Oh, all, all the travel. It's hard yeah. to keep up with this. Yeah. yeah. All right. Globetrotter Dan over here. Uh, by the way, is it officially announced, too? We're going to see uh, Dan and Dorenzo over the holidays? Yeah, you will. Yeah, Friday uh-huh. the 22nd and Friday the 29th oh, from 10 until God. noon. Oh, my God, two um, times. The great Don Sensland has been kind enough to uh, let us okay. do our show. And we're yeah, but how about in. my contract that says I need a top-quality lead-in show? I mean, it's two well, days. Well, so. this top quality. This is top quality. I'm looking at it here, Pete. I mean, obviously, it's not nowhere near as good as Don, yeah. but it's, 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 it's up oh, there. It's, Come on. It's, it's two good. people. It's good. All right. That meets the bill. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll be talking about we'll, that. We'll, we'll make the station, we'll light it on fire before you come. How about oh, that? You'll have yeah. to put out a bunch of fires. <laughs> okay. All right. Got the side question today. Hit us. Robert had a great one. Burning bras. Some kind of protest, song, or action, or a major protest like Tiananmen Square, Boston Tea Party. 855-839-12. My favorite, Dan, is a guy who headed up the uh, first uh, Benjamin Rush, a sane asylum. The British were sending a ship here when they were taxing us. 
And he led 8,000 people, which was most of Philadelphia, to the docks. And he asked rhetorical questions about, should the penalty for this tax be tar and feathering? And then he, every line was, what say you, good citizens? And they said, yes. What year was this? Uh, 1775, four <laughs> oh, something. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And the British jumped back on the boat and said, no, nah, we don't want to be tarred and feathered. Yeah. That had to be an. Can you imagine being tarred and feathered? Hey, wasn't oh. there a protest in South Philly too, where the organizers misspelled miners or something? And oh yeah, the uh, Russians put it out that they wanted miners to uh, gather at Marconi Park, and like miners as in like M I N E R S, right? Like the, the, yes. the profession. Yeah, but they thought coal miners were going to be down there at Marconi Plaza near the Columbus Statue. And then they spell yes. it M I N O R S. They may have done that too. It's <laughs> Russians, after all. <laughs> Oh, yeah, masterminds to throw the election. They did it. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And from the news desk sees that the uh, King of Hair. Oh, it's so bad. The Prince of Hair. So bad. The best customer of Miss Kim, Phil Murphy, is uh, on Twitter again. What's he tweeting about? Yeah, so Dom, up at uh, Newark, New Jersey, Penn Station. Uh, somehow a Longhorn, like a, right. like a Texas Longhorn, got onto the tracks. Uh, and Governor Phil Murphy retweets a uh, you know news report of this big bull on the tracks, and he says, "I've always been bullish on Jersey's future, but this is just a step too far, folks." Oh, I like Tammy Murphy. We'll have bulls all over oh, the place. So cringy, Phil. Oh my God! Show us the hair again. Uh, by the way, Phil Murphy, Dan, and this is the king ruling again. There was an agreement to help, and and this is a big issue with listeners. I understand why. The breweries in New Jersey, we had the one guy we were friendly with that couldn't come on. He broke down his brewery closing and all because yep. Murphy would not go along with the reforms, which seem reasonable. Listen to some of the rules that are still in effect. And they're afraid, since Murphy's blocking this, Dan, that come January 1st, these rules go back into effect. I believe you're only allowed to have around 25 events a year total. And events could be anything. I like even like wedding parties and anything. Wow. State rules stipulate this this can you imagine these morons getting together? State rules stipulate that anyone entering a brewery for the first time must take a mandatory brewery tour. They don't want it you coming in there like you're coming in to get a drink. That's what it's about. That's annoying. So so, so the brewery has to staff a tour guide at all times. Yes. Kitchens aren't permitted on the premises, neither is Coke or coffee. So they can't, why? No. No kitchen, no Coke or coffee. Here's the one that I like. No more than two TV sets are allowed, each not to exceed 65 inches. Wait, what is it again? You can only have two TV sets in the whole premise. Some of these could be pretty big. Well, they're trying to stop it from making these as popular. Phil, you want to talk about bull? Yeah, here's what happens. They get into uh, over-regulating. They charge enormous amounts to have a liquor license. So they're trying to stop the breweries from having any kind of competition with a restaurant that has it or a bar or something like that. 
You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the cab companies. Remember, you used to have to pay so much for a medallion. Then Uber came along here in Philadelphia. They called out the cops the first night on horseback trying to prevent a riot. It was in downtown Philadelphia. Now, they don't say anything. Everybody thinks, I think, that Uber is superior to Yellow Cab. Say it's a New Year's Eve, right? We talked about this with Bill, who drove for Uber for a while, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to get home, and you don't want to be driving and drinking. You call Yellow Cab if you're at a bar or something. They're going to tell you two or three hour wait. Uber, more people take to the road because they're going to charge more. Because it's a premium to get home on that night. It's a business model that works. It's perfect. I'm going to turn this into a moral issue. Yes. Um, you know how dangerous it is to offer alcohol without offering food? Uh, exactly. Like, like, yeah. Does Phil not think this through? Like, You're encouraging breweries to right. get people drunk without offering the option for them to sober up to a degree. Exactly. Uh, and this comes turn Jan- it on them. This come January 1st is going to spin back to what it was. It's government overregulated, and it's particularly this guy and his wifey, right, dictating to people. Yet, who do we have to blame? These people in New Jersey like it, or at least enough of them vote for it. They didn't have to vote for it. And it all ties to inflation, too. you got to wonder yeah. why these beers are so expensive. It's because the margins are – they're not allowed to make food margins. You know? Exactly. They're, they're, so they got to charge. And we have a comment, youtube.com slash at dining – or at a 1210WPHT. We're dining with Dom. Mini writes, and that explains why my Yingling Hershey's Porter costs so much. I mean, yeah. Yingling's is smaller, it's in PA, but it's it's an example as to why they have to charge so much for craft beers, because they got to make up the profit somehow. Well, in the new year, we might be doing something around blame stuff. Blame it on the businesses. Something like this. I can't say only so much, but something big is afoot here. We'll, we'll let you know yeah. when it all yeah. comes yeah. together. All the family business coming together here. All right, coming up, our buddy, big-time federal attorney Wally Zimalong, won another one yesterday in Delaware County, federal case, around... Voter integrity and the Democrats out in Delaware County. He's next to break it down. Just want you to know we got to win all these battles. We got to fight them every day. And when we get a win, we're going to tell you about it. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3 from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.